0: Welcome back to the second hour of Weekly Dish here on My Talk 1071. i I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we did have some emails that
2: came we had in some over questions. the past Stephanie portion. So I'm going to get to those. We're going to do it. For the caller looking to order lasagna, Yuruso's is also a great place. Thank you, Janine. They okay. sure are. We love it. Uh, okay, second question. This is kind of off the rails, but what is the best type of parchment paper to use that I don't have to wrestle with once I tear it out of the box? The pre-cut Reynolds sheets. Yes, they're folded. You pull them out. They're sized for your whole sheet or your half yeah, sheet pan. Just just pay the extra money and be happy you have them.
0: Yeah, I actually or have still. So Pat, I have like a. By the way, I have a box that was like from Restaurant Depot, like a million years ago. I mean, I have a thousand. I have a oh. thousand sheets. I'm from like ten years ago. I'm still. Can working anyone them.
2: shop at Restaurant Depot?
0: No. I think you, but there's, I think you can find them at Costco too.
2: Okay. I don't go to Costco and so I'll just cross that off the list. Okay. Jim wants to know, do any of you know of a site that lists where every food truck in the Twin Cities area is located every day? If not, this would be an excellent site to
0: develop. Agreed. No one's doing it. Um, It used to be. There used to because you know what? There used to be downtown lunch. And so then there was a place where they would go, but there was a, there's a site called Roaming Hunger. And that is a site that at least catalogs the the food trucks, kind of tells you who's out and about. TC Food Trucks used to be a site that, but honestly, let me just be honest, that takes someone uh, to then monitor all the food trucks and then find out where they are and then and then input them into one place to aggregate it that's tough that makes someone's job there's not a there, no one you should have, you, you could have a it.
2: subscription though Him? Where the trucks go for it would pay you 10 bucks <laughs> a month or whatever to be a part of and then you there would have a geotag
0: yeah cool there, if someone can come up with it there's there a couple people. apps but also i would tell you that they there's just not as many in rotation as there used to be yeah there's not
2: um okay i think
0: uh, all of this has been addressed. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So are we going to do our top two in our two? I think so. Top two in our two.
1: Giving the old oh, one, two. One, two, one, two, And now the weekly dish presents. Top two, top two. The top two.
0: Pick your best two. In our
3: two. All right. Give all me, me two, winning.
0: All right. You go first. Okay,
2: Stephanie. I I got this thing and I love it so much. And I want people to get it next year or whenever. And they still have them available now. It is the 12 Days of Cheese Must by Redhead Creamery. Ah, uh, yes. It is
0: this cutest little box, and you punch in the hole of the day. It's like an advent calendar, but it's 12 days. It's not an advent calendar, but it's like the 12 Days of Cheese. And must. it's like Hilarious. every day,
2: Kurt's like, have you opened your Cheese Must
0: day yet? There's just a little like hunk of
2: cheese, little bites. Then there's like a little, little extra snack. little like surprise in there. Like a a charm? Like one day it was a little maple syrup. Another day it was a little um, olive oil packet with a little olive oil dish. Oh, cute. Like it's just, I feel like someone made this specifically for me and I am really enjoying it. Oh, that's so lovely. So yeah, they still have them. 12 days of Cheesemus. And by the way, your 12 days of must can start on Christmas. You know we what I mean? started
0: it and mine will end on Christmas Day. Yeah, you can either, or you can, technically, the 12 days of Christmas are supposed to start on Christmas. Historically, that's why it goes through Twelfth Night. That's that whole thing. There's actually a whole reasoning behind it. But whatever, whatever you do you. It is brilliant. Yeah. I 12 days that.
2: of must Redhead Creamery.
0: Okay, so my first thing is going to be the fact that I have, all right, so I was thinking about I've been plotting on something and I haven't quite made them yet, but I'm going to tell you that I'm in the process of making them and I'm going to try to make them tomorrow, which is so boozy cherries, right? And I'm not talking about just plain boozy cherries or covered, you know, chocolate boozy cherries. I'm talking about the cherries that you got, like from Russell Stover or whatever, when you were a kid that had that sort of liquid, clear liquid filling And it's a fondant situation. I found a recipe that it takes, you take your boozy cherries and you cover them in a special kind of fondant that then sit for, and then you cover them in chocolate. And then after like 48 hours, that fondant liquefies
2: this you're the perfect person I for know. the job and
0: it's going to be so it sounds good if it I works know. and it's fantastic because my mom loved these and so like i want to make them I love it as like a moment she was very much the boozy f- the booze field chalk choc- like the german ones that you yeah. have to like specifically buy that are like this has vodka in it you know what i mean and so i was thinking about it and i was thinking that there was a bunch of years ago she was like god those cherries that we used to get And I never, I never tried to make them and I never really looked for them. And I think this is the year I'm going to try to make them. So I found a recipe. It's on like, um, serious eats and it's specifically like, they're that same thing. They're like, I want that liquid clear center, you know, like a Kirsch Uh moment. So I have been marinating my Amaro, uh, cherries already Amaro. And then I marinated them in the smart select whiskey (laughs) for like a week. They're going to be so crazy. So. I'm going to put them in white chocolate. I'm going to do the fondant. I'm going to put them in white chocolate. So next I'm going to show pictures of them when I get it done. Okay. So that's my, I'm going to, this is my project. I'm going to look for it. It's my Christmas project. Okay. What's your second one?
2: We had the opportunity to film at Marigold's non-alcoholic bottle shop. Mm-hmm. They have one in Minneapolis and one in St. Paul. And learned a lot about non-alcoholic and all the different products that are now out there. But Dry wit, which you've talked about before, yeah, and I just want to remind people this time of year because a lot of people are cutting back on the alcohol or not drinking as much, or just it's nice to have an alternative at the table. And their dry wit wines are non-alcoholic and are very delightful. They had the whole array of them, so I tried some different ones that I hadn't had before but I just am excited about them and we're going to do, I called him up cause I was like, I'm excited about you people. So we're going to do a makers of Minnesota dinner on the 31st of January. We will be the last dry January event of uh-huh. the season.
0: Um, but I just think he's uh, done some cool stuff. So yeah, get your dry wit. Yeah. And he was, uh, you know, he was the lead bartender at Marvel bar forever. And so, or he was in charge of everything and then decided to go over to the non alcoholic side. He's, he's one of the most, uh, he's one of the smartest like cocktail brains. Yeah. And you can in tell our mind. in and this then, product. Think about that when you open the bottle of the Bruce. Oh my God. I put that on every table I've entertained at now because it's just, it's cocktail worthy, but it's totally dry. It's food worthy. That's what I love about it. That's love why it. we're
2: doing a, a pairing with okay. food. Cause I just think it's, I, I, it'll be a well-needed thing at the end of that month. Yeah, I do, too. I think so.
0: Okay, my second thing in top two at R2 is you have to open your presents. Okay, Stephanie has a gift
1: for me here. It's super important because, okay. you guys, what do you get for the girl who basically... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents... Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash weekly dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash weekly dish. pretty sure that's jlo and ps the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
3: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
0: typically shops all year long okay and i do
2: i love gift giving
0: See if I can do this. I'm a little obsessed. She shops for everybody all year long. I don't know if I can do this. You have to move the screen. Okay. I can't see it. Okay. Okay. So she, and she always has like the most themed gift, the most perfect, you know, she finds like a burger hat and gives me a burger. (laughs) And so I was thinking about it. (laughs) It's something warm and cozy. And I just felt like, sorry, I tied that bow really tight. I have
2: to get the bow off. This is very exciting. Yeah. I love it. She also knows, so like, exciting. I basically
0: walked up with a bag and she was like, I think I gave you that bag last year, and she knows that is I am Is this
2: like a Christmas robe? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited because my robe is so tacky and has coffee spilt all over it.
0: Um the entire thing of it, you guys, is I got her the Christmas robe. Because oh, I love it. The thing about it is I think nobody probably gives you bad gifts. So <laughs> I didn't know. It's robe. I think if anybody should get the Christmas robe. Well,
2: it looks like Grant Whitaker, too, like it's fancy. It's, it's fancy. Like it's a long jacket. Yeah,
0: and it's big so that you can just basically wrap it around yourself. I can lay in- to
2: write my newsletter in my Christmas robe.
0: There it is. It. It's Thank Christmas you. robe, you guys. I like it. Yeah, I love it. Christmas robe. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, there it is. Did I record it or was it recording? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just happy that I got a gift. It's nice. I know, especially because I don't ever do guests
2: properly. Well, and you came in with a bag, and I was like, Stephanie, because I, I did a 12 pound wheel of cheese. Yeah, that's good. For <laughs> I'm good with Last that. week. I'm good with that. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't. I'll just give her the cheese. And it's I fine. always feel like I make you feel bad if I buy stuff but i always
0: just think of you throughout the year i know it's true you yeah, already gave me a burger bucket hat i did all right you guys we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and we have jim here we're gonna talk fermentation it's gonna be fun we'll be right back this is a weekly dish on my talk one oh seven one.
1: one have you noticed anything different about santa yeah he joined the ymca oh that's why he's been singing kettlebells kettlebells exactly plus When you join the Y this December, you get
3: February for free. Nice. I could sure do without his puns, though. Ho, ho, ho.
2: I'm about to slay this workout. (laughs) (laughs) Just smile. He's the boss. Join the Y at YMCANorth.org. Welcome back to the weekly dish we've been talking about like charcuterie boards and christmas things and gift things and we're here with our friend uh Jim Tower who has the fermentation station. That's me. It is a packaged goods product that you can find right now you were just saying you are at some stores and you're also at the Nordic Market at um Four Seasons. Four seasons.
3: Yes, yeah, that'll be. Today and tomorrow from noon to 4.
2: And what are you um when what are like when someone goes and finds you at what stores, are they going to find what products? Because you make all different kinds
1: of stuff.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm at a couple of Kowalskis. I'm at uh, Woodbury and Oak Park Heights. Uh, we've been approved for all the stores, but we only physically in those two so far. Uh, we're in Angus Meats and Wiper Lake, um, uh, Hagberg's and Lake Elmo, um, out west Shorewood Liquors and um, Butcher's Deli.
2: When people think about fermented things, mm-hmm. I think about like charcuterie platters and like sandwiches and all the pickly bits and
3: most definitely
2: unique Bloody Marys or unique mm-hmm. cocktail treatments. What are you finding when you're out and about that people are really looking for this time of year?
3: Uh, definitely charcuterie boards this this time of year.
2: And what uh, products do you have that would be great on a board?
3: Uh, everything of mine goes good on on boards. Uh, we have stuff that's. Kind of close to regular pickle that you think when you think of pickles, the punch pickle is probably the closest thing to that.
0: Punch pickles are cool. Yeah, well, there needs They're to be red. A, there, will... Yep. talk about what is a punch pickle? Give us, it's, give us the four one one man.
2: It,
3: it's a dill pickle flavored with fruit punch. It's a southern thing. It's a southern thing. Yeah. They uh, had them at the fair this year, too. At, yeah, they, uh, they call them Kool-Aid Pickles, but yep. I didn't want to get sued by Kool-Aid. So That's right.
0: <laughs> no cease and desist here. Right. <laughs>
3: the Kool-Aid man don't play. I, I
0: think Punch Pickles is better because it's got punch. Right. You right, know right. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Too bad it can't be Tahitian Treat Pickles.
2: Right. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Those would be
3: delicious. They, they might sue, too. They might sue, too. Right. So <laughs> you've
2: got the Punch Pickles, and then you also have carrots.
3: Uh, I don't have my lineups. It's been a minute since, yeah. <laughs> since I've gotten you in the sit right now. I've I've got the punch pickles, pickled Asian pear, which we call paradise. gusto, which is asparagus. Uh, that's got a little spice to it. Uh, not face melting. Yeah. I know I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, pickled smoked cherries. What would you do with the pickled smoked cherries? Uh, they look great right on top of a steak, burgers, cocktail garnish. That one salads. is the
0: big surpriser to me.
3: It's, Don't it's, you think, it's, like, what
0: do people, how do you interact with people with that product?
3: Uh, I, the coolest thing I think about it is that the flavor changes while you're eating it. Uh, so I get a kick out of sampling it, yeah. watching people's faces change. And, and I can sometimes time it when I'm explaining it. And the flavor changes because it starts off with the smoke. And after a few bites, the cherry just like shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. And then way at the end, you get the pickle. And if I can time it right they're like get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking with
2: Jim Tower from Fermentation Station. When mm-hmm. you do a charcuterie board, like for your parties or your friends, mm-hmm. what do you put on it?
3: Uh, cheeses, nuts. I like to do glass nuts where um, you blanch them in, in water, toss them in powdered sugar and uh, cayenne pepper or whatever kind of seasoning you want. Uh, and then deep fry them and it gets like a real glassy. Coat on the outside of that. Those are fun. I've never they're even little. heard
2: of that. I love it.
3: Uh, yeah, They're pretty pretty easy to do. I kind
2: of make it. a spicy nut in a crock pot or instant pot, which yep. that works that too. That works too. Yeah. Yep.
3: Um, yeah, cheeses and then all my pickles.
2: <laughs> when you say all your pickles, how do you like, do you put them in dishes? Do you put them on cheese? Like, I'm always curious about how professional people set up the boards. It
3: depends. With the cherries, I'll put them in a little dish because they like to stain yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got to think ahead on some mm-hmm. some of those mm-hmm. things when you are doing your boards because those boards are expensive and yeah, wanna wreck it with cherries. <laughs> three <laughs> cherries. Three <laughs> cherries, yeah. you are done. Um, no, it's
0: just that then the cherries go there forever.
3: Right, like then forever right, right, the yeah. cherries <laughs> live on that, that spot. Permanently on that board. That's a that good workaround if you, yeah. Yeah. if you forget yeah. your dish. Yep, uh, but then I usually try and put things near each other that that you want to put put together. Um, like the pears go great with all kinds of cheeses. I actually I haven't found a cheese that doesn't pair well with that um but it sings with blue uh, yeah. so i'll put them right ne- right next to blue so people that's um, smart um, yeah you know, put, you know, put them yeah. together for the people. combination together yeah because people will grab stuff that's just close so if you put something that clashes right next to each other that's not you're not doing anybody's <laughs> favors <laughs>
2: what kind of meat would you put with a fermented
3: item like um well, i mean traditionally on boards are you know, uh salumis and, and things like that but um I've wrapped the asparagus and prosciutto before. Oh, um, I bet that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, kind of about a twist on something on different. Uh huh. Right? People, you know, do the asparagus and prosciutto, but the, you yeah. put some funky fermented stuff in the prosciutto, and then you're kind of having and kind
2: of. This is just, I'm sure, a me problem, but just like piles of meat are kind of like meh. Like just to make it a little dressier, maybe or
0: yeah, I like still having a moment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they are. They're still out there. There's people are buying boards. There was, I mean, if you looked at any of the markets this year, there was a lot. But it is easy. Like in the end, if you decide you don't want to make it into this, if you, Elaborate. you know, yeah. yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm gonna put it together, and this is what's easy. Yep. Um, I like that option, and I think that having a fermented thing on the board also gives it so much more depth than just meats and cheeses. True. Like it gives it a little more excitement. Yep. You Let's know? talk about the fermented <laughs> juice. All your things come in like a juice,
2: right? They're what can you do with that? You know, like I'm thinking cocktails.
3: Oh, for sure. Um, the back to the pears again. Um, oh, that sounds amazing. What would you do with that? That one's the one that's not fermented in my lineup, but it tasted so good, I had to keep it as as a part of it. But the liquid that comes in that jar is essentially what bartenders call a shrub. Yeah. Um, and it makes a great cocktail base. Just pour it over ice, whatever spirit you like, little splash of seltzer, and.
2: Yeah, it's happy and then
3: garnish with the uh pair of the cherries um they go great with uh like old fashions they want to swim in bourbon yep. pretty badly but i've also done uh
2: uh, they want to okay. swim in bourbon pretty badly. Is like <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> March's
3: <laughs> hashtag Get out line. of my head, She wants to swim in
2: bourbon pretty badly. Yeah.
3: Uh, but I've done a cool twist on like a dirty martini, too. Take the liquid from the uh, cherry jar and make a cool kind of reddish-purplish uh, martini and, oh, and then right. garnish with that. Right. Oh. So good. But the old fashions, too. I'll put some of the liquid in there so the whole drink tastes kind of smoky.
0: Yeah. I'm going to just tell you that I, this is a sidebar to those cherries. Mm. I use those on pork tenderloin. <laughs> (laughs) For sure. Like, to me, sometimes I want, like, an apple chutney situation with a pork tenderloin, and I made a pork tenderloin, and I had your cherries with it, and it was just, like, I had that jar. That was the last of them, and I was like, this is perfect. Normally, I think, like, lighter fruits and everything else, and you think cherries and steak, like you said before. I'm just telling duck,
3: you. Duck is great with the chairs. Exactly yeah.
0: like the goose, yeah. like the, <laughs> the Christmas goose. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Not this year, but that's like thinking outside. Like you don't. I think what's what's freeing about that is like since it's a thing that you don't know of, don't typically use anyway. Right. Don't make assumptions
3: and You're just go for it. Yeah, yeah, just go for it. It's yeah. a play.
0: It's a play thing. Yep. I'm
3: All
2: right, idea. I like it. It is Jim Tower. It is Fermentation Station. You can find him around. Will you be at farmers markets this summer? Or I do a lot
3: of farmers markets in the in the summer. St. Paul is kind of the main mainstay on on the weekends, but uh, almost every day of the week I'm doing something. Yeah, and so is, it, is it
0: just you doing the stuff, or I mean, are you working into like getting into like bigger things? Uh, or that's are
3: you... definitely the the goal. Um, looking for co-packers and things like that. I'd like to get to that that next next level, but right now I do. I do it all. Okay. I I ferment it. I put it in the jars. I put the labels on. Yeah, right. I go to the markets. I go to the stores. It's.
2: Do the deliveries. (laughs) Do you love it?
3: Oh, yeah. 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 uh, I was already a grinder. I was a you know, chef be- before this, so you know, long, long hours and hard work doesn't doesn't scare me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> does this feel better, like working oh, for yeah. yourself? I, I, I got one of these again. I'm yeah, yeah. The smiles, a smile. smiles so- gone, gone for a bit there, but uh, it's back. It's, oh, I'm
0: glad. Well, uh, and fermented foods, we all know, is really good for you. Beyond absolutely. the taste, flavor, and beyond, like all this stuff, this is a That's this is a, bonus a piece that tastes taste good. Yeah, but like, talk a little bit about the health benefits quickly before oh, yeah. we go.
3: And one one thing that they're uh, They've been promoting a bio, or, um, probiotics uh, for, for some time, but now they're talking about biodiversity. Yes. Uh, like in nature, biodiversity makes a much healthier environment. Uh, so eating sauerkraut is good. Eating sauerkraut and kombucha and asparagus and you know, the more fermented things that, that you can, you get more biodiversity, and that's good like for you. And that's like your whole immune system is is your your gut biome. That's
2: so. awesome. So Jim- cocktails and
0: gut biome.
3: Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us, today experimentation
2: yeah. Station. We'll be back. I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry that your ears are burning <coughs> listening to All for Ones. I swear on our throwbacks. I it's- swear. We didn't need that the first time around. We certainly don't need it the second. Oh my God. Sorry, B. Uh, okay. We're going to talk about. The holiday Christmas things that you are eating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm coming back to the Facebook page because a lot of you guys have answered more things and I think it's so fun. We said, what is there a must-have dish, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, that makes the holiday real for you? We have a lot more people besides just ham. Kathy definitely... Besides just
2: ham. (laughs) Besides just ham,
0: Katie came in with egg bake Christmas morning and cinnamon rolls. Just totally in on that. A lot of people do cinnamon rolls. Lots. Uh, Yeah, bacon in a muffin tin, then crack an egg and bake. Cherries, has got those baked eggs, shired eggs. (laughs) They're in the shire. (laughs) In the shire. The hobbit eggs, the hobbit eggs. Uh, Jean loves German potato salad and lefse. Oh, well done. Yeah, we do lefse rolled in sugar. Yep. Uh, Eva says oyster stew and lasagna for the non-stew eaters on Christmas Eve. I like it. I do too. Oh, um, Anne says chestnuts. I think that I was looking to see if anybody would say chestnuts. Chestnuts. Okay, hey. Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs. I
2: will be making Swedish meatballs. Probably yeah. we'll be divvying out who's making what, but I always end up making all the meatballs.
0: Oh my God, Donna, roast beef and Yorkshire pudding or popovers with yeah, lots we do of beautiful
2: brown gravy. Popovers. Mm. I, I. Popovers are on our table, and we do it with like the Yorkshire Yorkshire pudding and popover are the same thing. It's just the fat. Yeah. So do you use butter in the case of making a roast? Do you use like the fatty suety um, roast meat yeah. to make your fat?
0: Love that. Uh, Wendy says krum caca. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. krum caca. <laughs> so good. Krum kaka, krum caca.
2: My friend Lisa makes cream caca. Uh, homemade <laughs> Irish cream. I've already overdosed on it twice. Have you? I, I yes. didn't do it this year. Uh, no jingle Hooch for me. Okay, because I have a lot. I know. If you I'm in some, a weird space this year. Just feel free to year. stop by. <laughs> I have like five extra I'm bottles. Off my game. Um, uh, creamed onions. Oh. yum! Really? Yeah, and it, it, like the pearl onions with cream, a little parmesan. I have never. And they go really well with meat and the little extra potatoes.
0: Okay, you know that sounds like it. I mean, I get it. It's a very classic dish. It's actually a French dish. And it's you know got a very classic connotation, mm-hmm. and I have not ever had creamed onions. I love like them. I don't have a tradition of them at all. Like, I love them, like creamed even spinach
2: too. Everything on my table at Christmas dinner is creamy, pretty much. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a salad too, just because I feel like you want something acidy. But yeah. everybody likes different creamy things. Creamed corn. You're
0: the cream corn person. Yeah, but that's only Thanksgiving. <laughs> I have so many like lines that's around things. going all your those. rules? I know. No, I get it. Cream corn for that's the only cream. That's the only. I guess the the spinach has never been a big thing. I mean leaf spinach. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I think. I have full leaf spinach instead of cooked spinach on my table.
2: Uh, blow your mind, creamed spinach. Here's the easy thing. But I know people love it. Yeah, you just have a little cream bit of nutmeg. and bo- throw the bourson cheese in there. Oh, that's a good Stir idea. Throw that up. Fantastic. Put your spinach in there. That's you've you've got to wring it out so it's not all watery and goopy and gloppy. Yeah, And then you can hit it with some nutmeg and some breadcrumbs, and that's a really easy side dish. Super fabulous. I have lots of good recipes. The cauliflower and goat cheese gratin. Gruyere, that's good too. Yeah, love Gruyere. <laughs> but again, it's cheesy. <laughs> uh, the homemade Irish cream that's just full of cream. Yep. And whiskey. Yep. Uh, the eggnog, also more cream. Wow. We do eat eggnog for Christmas Eve every you, year. You eat it. We eat it in a punch bowl. <laughs> we eat the sides. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Making a batter. I I feel like for Tom and Jerry's, you have to go buy Flaherty's. I feel like it should have so much uh, high fructose corn syrup in it and like chemicals that it should be like only allowed to be served in a bar where people are wearing matching hunting jackets. That's That's what I feel about that.
2: That's kind of fun. I know. Uh, Someone at one of the holiday parties I was at had a Christmas sweater that had like a pocket that fit your beer in the front. Oh,
0: I saw those! And I was like, that is so Uncle Eddie and yeah. so amazing. I like the the mittens that are the beer koozies for when you're outside <laughs> drinking. That it's just a mitten, but it's an automatic beer I koozie. feel like you're going to be wearing that at the Chili Open this year. Maybe. I am judging. Uh, or are you? They hired me back. I love it. And they don't pay me, so it's just... <laughs> it's just free whiskey It's just me stuff. drinking and
2: talking into a microphone. How about... I? We do this sometimes and we're not doing it this year because we're doing prime rib, but tenderloin, beef tenderloin.
0: Yeah, so I don't, Just
2: like a good, delicious... Have you done like a whole tenderloin? Yes. Yes, and they're delicious.
0: Mm-hmm. I have not... I'm just trying to think back. I think I've done a tenderloin... I've done a, a tenderloin in a... What do we call those things? Puff pastry, the... Wellington. The, yep. I've done it that way. I've never just had a beef tenderloin by itself. I usually do prime rib. You know, I do mm-hmm. like the big old... Gosh, I love a too. prime
2: rib. Yeah. How about um, the, this is the time of year where people can get those brie on croute. Yes. Super delicious. And en
0: croute you- is so like, just wrap that baby up. Actually, Megan used to do like a Havarti. She used to do a brick of Havarti on croute. Instead of brie, something a little different.
2: It's just as delicious. Okay. So on December 21st, our holiday episode of Taste Buds is launching. Yeah. And I make a gruyere puff. Like a gougier It's, but nope. It's no? It's like an envelope. Oh. So this giant sheet of puff pastry folded like an envelope with a mound of the gruyere in the middle. Yeah. Chunks of it. And then sun-dried tomatoes that have been soaked in a little balsamic. Yeah. So you don't get that whole like, ooh, balsamic-y business, but just that those sun-dried cherries are kind of plumped up or sun-dried tomatoes are plumped up with it.
0: Um that's really
2: it's really delicious. I
0: re- now that and now that I've you've said gruyere and now that I've said gougier yeah. I want to make those little... Gougere puffs. Yeah, I want to make those. Those are so easy. I did those for Thanksgiving one year, and I just did a whole basket of them. But now I'm thinking... They look like little beignets, but Yeah, they're, they're little just puffs. little puffs. And I think, actually, because we're going to do games on Christmas Day, so maybe I'm going to make those on Christmas morning before I go over to Megan's, and we can... Because it's literally easy to whip those things together, and then you just squeeze How them out chew. of a pastry bag, and then you bake them, and then they're... Ready. You know and what your little kids would like?
2: They would eat those. And if you put like a little like chocolate um pudding in there, like a little mousse. I don't know if i to do that, that in my procedural. cheesy poofs.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm cheesy poof central okay. on this one. No sweets. No the sweets savory. on this one. I'm going to go all cheesy poofs for popping it in while we're playing like Dominion or Cards Against Humanity or something. Do you play a game called Roots? We have not. There's a new local game
2: called Roots that is taking like the world by storm apparently. Really? And it's it's designed locally made? Here. And there's different card packs, Ooh. and it's by the same kind of people that maybe did Catan, because was that designed here? Uh, no. Um, okay, then I'm getting that part wrong. But it's called Roots. Oh, Root, a game of Root. woodland
0: might and right,
2: and it is apparently super oh, fun. There's little
0: like cats, and there's yes. a, there's a mouse on there.
2: I'd encourage you to maybe uh, explore that because uh. you're the kind of person that will like oh, it. No. And then there's expansion packs. Oh
0: yeah, no, we already have multiple games lined up for. Our- what are you? What are you? Well, Dominion is the new game. We have obviously we have to play around of Catan because there's like family. There's family borderlines drawn. You're, yep, That's from how that. we feel about
2: trains. Yeah,
0: and so then we and then we are gonna play Dominion because that's Jake's new favorite game, and we all agreed to try. Then we usually end up with a Cards Against Humanity kind of, yeah. roll through something easy and on the fifth drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when you have adult <laughs> when you have adult children, you guys, because they say things that shock the
2: heck out of you. One of my favorite memories of my dad, who is kind of a stoic, not super talkative guy. Was when Cards Against Humanity came out at the holidays and him and my daughter, who was like 16, were like on the same level, foul as foul could be, and just cracking each other up like no one of the none of us could have ever done with him. Yeah, it was just like a moment. And Ellie really remembers it. And we're like, remember that time with Grandpa David? Because they both just came up with the foulest stuff and cracked each other up the whole time. Yeah, And the rest of us were just like, dude,
0: what? Mm -hmm. And Ellie'd be like, oh no, oh no. And she'd one-up it. It was hilarious. Oh my God. Fun times. I love that. I'm telling you that that's just like, That's the, and I mean, everyone has a different holiday, right? I mean, a different way of, of like, celebrating. And some people love the formality of a big table set. Everybody dressed up and, like, to the nines. And Oyster Stew is, to me, a memory of when we would go to my Aunt Terry's house. And it was like, she had this beautiful table set. And it was just, that was awesome. And I don't know, maybe, and for us, we are always changing. Because we just have to be, we have to go with the flow. Because our family is just flow. And so... We'll see. Who yeah. Knows? And people come into the family yeah. and people go
2: out of the family too. That's also. Yeah. I, um, last year and I do have, I should actually post this too. I have all the gifts to make because you still have plenty of time to make. Like oh my last God, year so I did spice time. nuts, uh, the this homemade week. Irish cream, yeah, the caramels, the cranberry orange breads, like all of those things. I have a whole list of re- recipes <laughs> of all the things you can make. I and
0: might it's do nice just to grab a little something on your way out the door. Yeah, I might do. I might actually make some jingle hooch this year, this just for my family instead let of me making just give you the some. massive batches. Let me just give you some. I have many. We're bottles. not going to see each other.
2: I'll bring it to your house. Okay. I'll 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 see your house for the first time ever. <laughs> you not <knock them> come over? <laughs> That's really funny. No, but let me bring you some because I have plenty made. And like I said, I've tipped over on it twice already, so I'm in the rationing <laughs> part of it. I know, I drank a whole cup one night, Okay. and nothing feels worse than a giant cup of cream <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night, and then you go to bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's more than you needed to know. I
0: love that. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about, and you know. We do. We're just gonna we're gonna close it up. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk One O Seven One. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, thanks for hanging with us this Saturday. Uh, I wanna let you know that of course if you missed any portion of the show or if you missed last week's gift show, you can always podcast them. You can always find them online wherever you find your podcast. They are available. Um, and we I think our first hour is already up on podcast. And we are just, we're kind of like, we're owning everything right now, I guess. That's how this, this works, which feels good during the holiday season, I gotta say. Um, so we want to let you know about that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to kind of wrap it up for you guys about everything else. Um, I want to know, have you watched any of the Julia, the new Julia episodes for, on, on HBO Max? And I feel
2: bad about it because I started on season one and then I got kind of bored with it. Oh, yeah. I also have done that with lessons in chemistry. I don't have the Apple TV thing, so okay. I didn't watch that. I need to come back, but yeah, nope. Okay. And I some uh, the Julia one is entertaining. Meyer was like she binge watched the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I did watch the I've been well the Julia is kind of still going on with episodes. You know what I mean? I think they uh-huh. they just had a one last night too or the other day, but I I think it's entertaining. I like it. Okay. I'm kinda into it. It's it's a little bit more of it's definitely more like sort of feminist focused on this next uh-huh. this season and it's really interesting to see the the levels play out. I've like lessons
2: in chemistry too. Is it? I haven't that's all I wanted like, to read that book, but I haven't yet. The book's good. Yeah. And I just think that the show is miscast. I don't love who they are. You don't they, love Bree? Uh uh. Not in this role. Okay. but
0: Do you not like it because you? she doesn't compare to the character from the book? It's so. not meeting my book needs. Okay, so if you haven't read the book, you might like it better? Yeah, but everyone likes it except me. Oh, okay. So don't
2: right. make your own decision. I'm just a weirdo, I guess. Okay. Outlier. 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 We love to outlie. Um, all right. I did post a link. Our friend Joy Summers alerted us to a... Situation of a one, uh, a child that is friends of some hospitalitarians up in Duluth that is in need of a heart transplant. Yeah. And it's, I posted the link. If you are so inclined to help them in their GoFundMe, she asked us to share it.
0: It's a beautiful, and I think that if you're looking to do some good deeds, you know, if maybe you need to throw some good karma out into the universe and you're looking for some good deeds, this is a very worthy. Uh, thing this little sweet thing kind of had a heart you know condition that just took everybody her whole family by surprise and they're looking for some help so it's just a very worthy cause that we wanted to shine some light on for sure indeed indeed um okay so we have uh what's going on i did want to mention i think another good deed that we want to shout out is the fact that Yo-Yo Donuts stepped up to help save the Thirsty Whale Bakery. Yeah. It's How a good fantastic. Story. I love the fact that, uh, Elise and Luke McGregor from Yo-Yo Donuts in Minnetonka saw, you know, heard the news about the Thirsty Whale, um, and decided to work with Kyle Baker, the owner, and, and they bought the business from them and, then decide to keep Kyle on to kind of be run the business, but then go into partnership and keep it open because it is really worthy. It is a really wonderful spot in North that I think is, is known for it's just spectacularly whimsical cakes. And so getting a little support this way is just a Christmas miracle. Yeah. I kinda love it. Uh, yes. And it is a hard
2: time of year. Um, make sure you're, there's a lot of talk right now this time of year about the folks in hospitality and it is hard to be in hospitality yeah. you it's your busiest time of year you are also trying to manage your family life your friend life your party life your you know celebration and your joy i can remember being in the hospitality business with kurt and all of our stuff was always after christmas because we couldn't do anything prior to christmas because we were so busy making sure that everybody else's christmas parties and holiday events and all the stuff was great so a little extra love maybe for your hospitalitarians would be welcome this time of year. Absolutely,
0: 100%. Um uh letting you guys know too a couple things that are well and letting you know that Twin Spirits Distillery is closing. I don't yes, know if you saw that. I did. And I'm, that's a little sad this she's uh Michelle Winchester has really tried to push forth on that distillery and she had some really great spirits that she, you know, distilled on only on full moons and I just loved her the vibe of that place. She had a great outdoor patio, but she is also someone who has just decided that it's time for her to put her physical and mental, you know, needs first. And that's, I think, something that just sometimes, you know, that happens, especially when you're just running your own business. So December 30th is her last day. So if you have a chance to go there and spread a little joy in her direction, that would be kind of a lovely thing. Um, OK, so we're going to take a couple of weeks
2: off for
0: a weekly dish. There
2: will be um, I asked I'm hoping that we can air last year's holiday show next week so we'll see um, I don't know how long they keep the archives but I asked what was last year's holiday show I don't show? know just our show that we did like this so cool. that it's more content of holiday stuff okay. hopefully we didn't say the exact same thing yes. or that we say the exact same thing every year you never know Yeah. Um, also we'll we re-air the gift show too Okay. because um, I think that was a good one that had a lot of information that people can bookmark for years and following years one question I want to ask you before we wrap up for the year outside of your cherries Yeah. Do you like we always talk about like having a cooking project. Oh, yeah. And like one year I perfected the apple pie. Like I'm trying to find what my Christmas, not Christmas project, but my new my my 2024 cooking project. Didn't you for a while? I did. And you did that. I did. And then like sourdough was a thing. Yeah. I never really perfected it. I might go back to it. I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think of like what my cooking project is going to be for the year. And I feel like maybe mm. it's gumbo. Oh,
0: interesting I for you. I feel
2: like oh, Kurt loves it and he
0: makes it. But I was like, he why? makes it.
2: Yeah, but like he shortcuts it. And I'm like, i maybe make it like real gumbo. So you're like. going to
0: have to do the browning yeah, and all the, the stuff, roux. the roux. That is a skill. I'm thinking about That is about a skill. That.
2: Interesting. Or also Crew, which is a local restaurant in St. Joseph, makes the best red beans and rice. Yeah. I crave that.
0: He's got a whole... It's his mama's recipe, man. And, and he, it's He's got a whole thing with it. I know. You might think about doing... Here's what I think you might think about doing is going for the long stock and not just... Like going for yeah, don't instant pot. I think you might find value in doing a long stewing project that then creates something you use. Not not like I'm just going to let it sit and yeah. da da da. But like boiling things down and getting the right herbs right, so that when you have like like long stewed pork broth for ramen or for kanji or for things like that, mm. like that's the thing is like they they do it all day the day yeah. before so that there's a flavor element to yep. it, not just to like get to stop, ignore it yeah. and let it go you know what i mean that's an interesting project because that would also inform your gumbo okay. you know what i mean do you have any like projects other i'm gonna continue your that you're feeling i'm gonna continue on my pasta journey i think pasta is actually going to be a big thing this year in 2024 and we'll do a we'll do a <sighs> trend show <Can> you- <gasps> Oh, you're gonna be
2: gone! Uh, Please wait for me.
0: All right, I will wait for for you. That's my favorite joke. Okay, I will stop filing. So she's not gonna. She's taking three weeks off. I'll have two weeks off. I am. Uh, So the January sixth show normally would be our trend show, but we can wait until the whatever if it, and then we'll talk about trends and everything else that we see coming into the new year. So January sixth, maybe I'll just do (laughs) salads. Just kidding. Um, Salads and healthy, right? But nonetheless, I do do believe that pasta is a literal thing that's going to be a huge trend this year. We're going to see a lot of it in town, and I'm going to continue. I am going to make my black sesame pasta, and I'm going to get famous for it. You are. Dang it. You are. All right. Thanks for listening. We everybody. love you, Dishes. Holidays, you guys are the best. We love you, and we thank you every week for showing up and listening to our insane, crazy food lives and, and playing we'll with us. And we'll
2: monitor the Facebooks yeah. and the Instagrams and all the things. If you have holiday cooking questions in the meantime, or you need a place to go with Aunt Betty,
0: happy 2023! Ciao, 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 ciao.